two minutes of noise. Yep, gross. Bung rips. <laughs> Just building that portfolio, huh? <laughs> I'm getting into the Foley biz. <laughs> Gentlemen, boys and girls, and children over the age of 21, this is the Hop Nation, a USA podcast. That's a, that's a new intro. I like that. It's all right. <laughs> I worked on it for all of a second. Well, it's more work than I ever put into it. Fair enough. I just copied whatever Sam did. I just copy. Copy, paste, copy, paste, copy, Pretty paste. much. Control C, control V. Uh, yes, this is the Hop Nation USA podcast, and we are on episode 33. This is the Rolling Rock episode. You know, I just had a thought. Okay. About that? that. Why? Well, Christ died when he was 33. Yeah. Is the Rolling Rock a reference to the rock rolling away from the cave? No. Can it be? Sure. Yes. All right. <laughs> I, okay. Yeah, sure. It is now. That's mythos now. Yeah. <laughs> so would it have been a glass-lined cave? Yeah, it was It was a green in cave. In old Latrobe? Yeah, that's the other thing. <laughs> Bible times happened in Latrobe. <laughs> he was crucified by the practice field. <laughs> so that's why they're at St. Vincent. Y'all. Just awful. Yeah, Just pretty much. awful. Yep, yep, yep. Let's let's get into that's how this. we'll that's how we'll start the uh, start the show. Wow. Uh, as you can hear, it's me, Steve. I'm a number one guy this week. You are. You are. And I'm joined by my co-host Adam. Hello. And he's sitting across from me. Yes, very much so. And we don't have no Sam this week. Again. 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 This so he he's making up for time that he was here by yeah. missing extra time three weeks in a row he was here and now he's back up to missing two in a row so yeah. he is quite spotty mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. spotty like dogs yeah which leads us right into tonight's theme i feel like i was set up damn ha <laughs> see what you get tonight's theme we're actually doing something that we haven't done in, a, in quite some time episode 25 i believe was it really that long ago yeah. you're right yep you're right that was dogfish head mm-hmm so it's time to go back and highlight one of our favorite breweries. I don't know I would say favorite. I would. Okay, you can say favorite. This okay. is a little bit of a different experience for me, but go ahead and introduce them, and, really? I'll, and then I'll explain why. Okay. This episode, we are highlighting the Thirsty Dog Brewery. Uh-huh. They are out of Akron, Ohio. Okay. So they are one of our neighbors. Yes, they are. They're only maybe, what, an hour outside of Pittsburgh, hour and a half? Depending, in and around there. Depending yeah. on how, how fast you're willing to drive up the turnpike. And if you're willing to take the turnpike. There's also <laughs> that, right. You don't want to pay, you drive a little longer. <laughs> <laughs> so let's jump into the first beer of the night. Okay. The Thirsty Dog Raspberry Ale. All right. Are you ready to unleash the flavor? Is that what it says? It does. All right. I didn't make that up. That's a little extreme. No, I'm all it's right. a little extreme for the bottle. It's got a, it's got a good looking dog on it. So. I know. It's got like a little chill dog on it. Actually, you know what? I don't like Dalmatians. But it's a Dalmatian with red spots. That's Because it's a raspberry Raspberry dog. So this one is a very uh, interesting combination mm-hmm. of numbers that I like. Uh, for example, the IBUs. I'm imagining it's probably like 20. Keep going. 
up or down. Down. You can't, you can't just say keep going. Twenty point oh one. Uh, ten. Keep going. Eight. Seven point five. Jesus. Did yeah. They, no, no, no. Jesus was in Latrobe. We already established. Yeah, yeah, that. no. <laughs> but what do they do? Do they just like show it a handful of hops? Pretty much, you just walk it past the vat. I think. Yeah. And if something happens to fall in, well, so be it. That's what gets you there. Uh, the other thing is, and actually, I'm I'm liking this. This might actually be the wrong time of year to be drinking this. Okay. Uh, but the ABV on this is a very light 3.9. Oh. So this is a very uh, barely sessionable. beer. Ah, barely. I like it. This is barely beer. <laughs> so let's crack this thing open. Barely has any booze. Barely has any uh, hops. But it might have all sorts of flavor. Hopefully. What I was talking about earlier when I was saying Thirsty Dog isn't necessarily Ooh. one of my favorites. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's been a, I, I honestly can't remember the last time I had a Thirsty Dog beer. Really? Yeah. So this, for tonight, for me, it's going to be more of a excuse to revisit beers that I've had before. Because I'm pretty sure I've had every beer that we're going to have tonight. Okay. But I cannot tell you the last time I had any of them. <laughs> that is true. That is true. Um, there's, they're one of those breweries that, especially in this area, you'll always see them. Right. And, and every once in a while, you'll grab one, but you don't necessarily seek them out. Yeah, that's the thing. I... Again, like I said, it's been so long since I have one. I can't call them my favorite because my favorites are ones that I have all the time. True. Like True. I, I almost always have Southern Tier or Stone, or uh, who, who am I drinking lately? I'm drinking a lot of Platform lately. Okay. You know, so I almost always have those in my fridge. Gotcha. But now let us revisit that. Yeah. So now it's time to revisit Thirsty Dog, and maybe I can get turned back on and be reminded. There you go. <laughs> so let's take a look at this thing. It is very clear. Very clear. Well, uh, very light, I would say. Well, it's light. Now, very effervescent. That too. Has, has a slight red tinge to it. Yeah, but that kind of makes very sense. Very slight. If it wasn't for that red tinge, I would definitely call it a VFW beer. Yeah. On the nose, it is. there is no question about what it is. Yeah, that's straight up raspberries. Straight up, yeah. It almost has... Enough smell to go to the tart side of things. Yeah, it, it actually smells like when we were brewing that uh, that raspberry blueberry style. Yeah. It smells like just opening a bag of frozen mushed up raspberries. Right. And that's not a bad thing. No. So I'm going to drink it. Yeah, so I mean, at least they're delivering <laughs> when mm -hmm. they say it's a raspberry ale. Hmm. Hmm. I've never had this one before. I have. And I'm kind of remembering why. <laughs> why you don't drink it again? Yeah. As big as that nose is. It doesn't follow up on the taste. Not not so much. Right. There is isn't. There is a lingering aftertaste of raspberry, though. Which is nice. Yeah. But, yeah, uh, yeah it, it, it does not have that big, powerful mm -mm. taste that uh, you would figure would come with that nose. Although, mm, I don't know. As I'm drinking it, though, I'm kind of enjoying the fact that, one, it isn't tart. Mm -hmm. And I'm also enjoying that it's not too sweet, either. It's just sort of there. Yeah, it, it, it is just kind of an ale. I guess maybe I just don't like that big of a nose, maybe, then. Maybe. Well, let's sip on this. Maybe we can get a little more information out of you. Yeah, I mean, yeah. A little more thought on it. I, I enjoy it. I think this would be a very good beer to take tailgating. You're probably right about that. I think this yeah. would be a, a good one to throw in the cooler on a nice hot day. As, as for now, I'm going to say it's a good switch-up beer on a, on a tailgate. That's a good way of, yeah. Yeah. I, I agree with that. So while we, we chug on this one, let's get to some news and notes. Okay. Well, uh, just 
got some business to clear up. Oh, yes. We can, yes. We can move on to our other tasks that we've set for ourselves, I guess. Then let's start with notes. We're our, we're our own bosses. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, first I just wanted to give a shout out to the Who Invited This Guy podcast. All of their, all of their uh, hosts have been listening to us. That's awesome. So yeah, and they've been enjoying the show and I've been listening to them. And, and I assume you have also been enjoying it? Yeah. Nice. Yeah, the, these guys are very much in the, uh, they're very much in the realm of, uh, of like a Howard Stern, Opie and Anthony type show. Okay. They're very offensive. Uh, I will, that's right I, up I, your alley. I will. Yeah, exactly. I'll give that caveat out right away. If you're easily offended, <laughs> do not listen to these guys because that's the point of the show. Gotcha. And that's part of how their title t- uh, ties in. Who invited this guy? Exactly. This guy is the guy who gets offended. <laughs> nice. And is the puss bag. <laughs> <laughs> so is there a designated puss bag on the show? No. Or is it no, kind of rotational no. or just yeah. they go until somebody says, all right, wait a minute here. It, it's, more of, it's more of just like three guys bagging on each other. All right. You know, and, you know, they all have their uh, things. And they willingly admit to some things. I was listening to an episode where they're... Talking about, uh, you know, being a basic bitch uh, yeah. and, you know, the, the qualities of a basic bitch. Right. And they admitted to having some of those qualities <laughs> as well as, like, dating and being married to women that right. also have those qualities. So. I'm sorry, but I enjoy pumpkin spice myself. So exactly. I, can't, I yeah. can't hate on that. Yeah. Yeah. And so did one of the other guys. So <laughs> can't hate on yeah. it. Yeah. We can't, we can't hate on that. But, yeah, it's a really, it's a funny show. They, uh, they set up, you know, a theme for every episode. Mm-hmm. And... I think it. I think it's worth a listen, especially if you enjoy shitty uh, Philadelphia <laughs> accents. <laughs> if you enjoy three guys who can't say water correctly. Oh, I'm mad at you now because that was the joke I was going to make. Oh, sorry. <laughs> sorry, I didn't mean to step on your water joke. Ah. <laughs> Bunch of jagoffs. There. Ah, oh, thank you. Yeah, but I do like that show. <laughs> All right then. Yeah. So that. Uh, yeah, that's one thing. Uh, the next thing is. I do want to remind the audience that we are trying to do uh, kind of a big Q&A episode or session. The Q&A session! However you want to look at it. Uh, But we are asking for you to send in your questions about the show, about craft beer, about anything in between. Anything uh, about the hosts, how we go about doing this, how we pick our themes. Yeah, just anything you have. Anything like that. Why am I the best looking host on the show? Right. (laughs) Whatever. (laughs) You're lucky Sam isn't here. I'm I'm not going to... Why do you think I said it now? I know. It's just like, I'm not going to combat that. I don't give a shit. (laughs) I look like trash. (laughs) Yeah, but you're our trash. Yeah, that's right. Uh, So, yeah, please send in your questions to uh, hopnationusa at gmail.com or get in touch with us on any of the social medias. On the Twitter. And we'll remind you of this at the end of the show. Please and thank you. And now moving on to the news. Uh, the news. <laughs> we should have some sort of theme there. That's a, that sounded very official by me. Now on to the news. Now on to the news. So does that mean that right now we can start chopping around for a helicopter? A uh, Hopnation yes. newscopter? <laughs> yeah, I think it just might be like a, a <laughs> shitty drone with a GoPro. <laughs> I got one of those. I, well, I'll, put hey. a sti- I'll put a sticker on it. We're good. <laughs> First bit of news, though. Yes. Uh, I don't know if you saw this. Maybe, probably not. It's something that came across my purview though there is a brewery in uh florida all right and it's called the alligator brewing company i like the name of it already yeah they're out of gainesville florida all right you'll like this they have a beer called the tailgater ah nice Uh, yes (laughs) it's their fall pale ale for you know yeah obviously i'm sure it goes goes along well with jorts 
Right. <laughs> the, jo- <laughs> the, jo- the joke will still be made. But yeah, so they're uh, the brewery's out of Gainesville, and they're doing a bit of a promotion on Saturday. Okay. So the most punchable face in the world, Richard Spencer. Do you know who that is? I do not know who that is. He is a, the leader of pretty much the biggest white nationalist group oh. in America. Okay. And he, he just has that punchable face. Gotcha. Now, I mean, usually we try to stay apolitical on this show. Yes. But I don't think this is a political stance to be against the Nazi. <laughs> no, no, I'm pretty sure you, you'll find it pretty easy to have yeah, followers yeah. on that one. And I'm, not, and I'm not too upset if we're about to upset a bunch of Nazis and have them turn the show off. I hate Illinois Nazis. Right. Uh, but this dude is just that white, douchey... <laughs> uh, just... There's so many words I use in private. That right, I, that right. <laughs> Let's not put that out onto the internet. Right. Uh, but yes, that asshole is going to be speaking at in Gainesville this Saturday. Oh, okay. And the event is free. Oh, nice. Right. So you can just show up and get tickets. Mm-hmm. And this plays into Alligator <laughs> Brewing Company's <laughs> plan. All right. Uh, because what they've said is if you show up and get two tickets for the event, mm-hmm. And then just bring them <laughs> to Alligator Brewing. You can trade in two tickets for a free beer. Nice. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> so their hope is you just take all those seats away from that venue. <laughs> take all those potential <laughs> listeners who would just be listening to nothing but anti-Semitic hate speech. and Come over and have a beer instead. Exactly. I like that. Yeah. That I can <laughs> fully get behind them. I thought you would enjoy yep. that. That's yeah, a, I am one hundred percent behind that. I saw that, and so yes, Alligator Brewing, you're doing you're doing some good work. Yes, there. you are. I might actually uh, have to check them out, see if there's a T-shirt or something I could buy off yeah. of them. I, I'd be willing to support them. And uh, I, I looked at their beer list, and they got some pretty good things. Like I said, they have the Tailgater. Um, they have a Belgian Wit, an IPA, and then they have a Smoked Habanero. Ooh. Yeah, so the, the it read like it was brewed as a like a German smoke beer. All right, but then added with you know. You might have to see if I can find that. Yeah, and uh, we made this joke on episode thirteen. Um, that was uh, that was twenty episodes ago. It is. <laughs> uh, we made the joke on episode thirteen for our Goza episode, mm-hmm. and things we were talking about. We're trying to say you know we haven't yet found anybody who brews. Goza the Gozarian. Alligator Brewing brews Goza the Traveler. So close enough. That's close enough. <laughs> close will, enough. Yeah. For them, I'm willing to round. Yeah, close enough. But yeah, so there's that. That is awesome. I have a little bit of news as well. Okie doke. So there is uh, efforts afoot. Mm-hmm. And there is now a new website Okay. called TakeCraftBack.com. Okay, yes. I've heard of this. So what they are planning on doing is it is a, uh, a fund site. And what they're trying to do is they're trying to buy AB InBev. Yeah. They're trying to crowdsource <laughs> buying AB InBev. And they only need the paltry cost of $213 billion. Yeah, only. Only $213 billion. <laughs> so they are right now at about $2.2 million. That's not bad. So That's a start. <laughs> they're close. They're getting there. Yeah. Uh, I don't think they're going to get it. No. Uh, I've looked at this site as well. And it, it, I mean, did you watch the video for it? I have not watched the video for the it. The video is pretty damn funny. Okay. Yeah. Uh, but it, in general, this I think this is just more of a uh, a visibility campaign. Yeah. This isn't meant to be serious. 
Right. But if they somehow do raise the two point, or yeah. The what do they do if they suddenly have two hundred thirteen billion dollars? Yeah. <laughs> How does that work? Do they suddenly become the Green Bay Packers, or everybody's an owner? Well, so yeah, that's what it would be. Uh, I would hope. I would hope that the Brewer Association would do it correctly. But right. Yeah, this is being run by the Brewers Association, and I'm assuming if this happened, they the two the two hundred thirteen billion is the cost of AB InBev stock. Mm-hmm. So they would buy all of the stock. Brewers Association would then be the majority, you know. The majority, right. Well, full owner. So could they only go to 106 and be, all right, $107 billion and be majority owners instead? I guess they could. Because if they are the majority owner, they have, you know, the controlling votes. Right, right. I guess they could. But if they do that, then I'm assuming... They would have to break it down. They would have to break stock down by what was pledged. Right. So I think that's why they're trying to go for full ownership. Because if you went, if you try to go majority, you actually wouldn't have majority because you would still have to break it down within the people. True, true. You would have to hope that everybody votes along the company lines. Right, right, right. So you'd have to have everybody who pledged has ownership. Right. So the whole ownership has to be owned. And then it's just all those people vote amongst them, right. amongst themselves. Right. I give them credit for trying. I, I think it's an interesting campaign. It's more to just bring about the visibility and the notion of what it is that the bigger beer companies are doing. I do find it's a little interesting, the timing of it, though. How so? Well, so uh, back in September, uh, AB InBev laid off like uh, a whole lot of people. Gotcha. From like They laid off 360 people. Okay. From, but it was all specifically from their high-end division. Oh, that's right. Which is yes. their craft, you know, which is their craft acquisitions and right. things like that. Now, most of the jobs were like redundancies and sales, because when they acquire a brewery, they take on the you know the sales team of that brewery. Right. But AB and Bev already has their sales team, obviously. Right. So it was more just consolidation, getting rid of you know, the scrap. <laughs> right. Right. In a way. Trimming the fat, so to speak. Yeah. Uh, but they also part of that. They also did say that uh, they're not really looking for any new acquisitions, which is a good thing. Uh, yeah, it's a good thing. But I mean, it, yeah, that's but that's also why I find it kind of weird that the Brewers Association would launch this campaign specifically against AB InBev. Now that they say that they're not going to touch anybody else, right? For now, for now, now. now they're kind of okay. Things are a little safe. The waters are calm. Yeah, let's go poke the bear a little bit. Yeah, because really, what they're uh, I mean, what AB InBev has said is like they're they're done acquiring and they're more interested in just building up the the ten brands, the ten craft brands that they have. Yeah. And like, if you really think about like the brands they have in their locations, they've like really set themselves up to be permeated across the market. Right. They they have very very good regional pockets. Yeah, they really do. Mm-hmm. Like we we've uh, we spoke before about that ten barrel right. brewing. And that, that kind of services their West Coast along with Elysian. Yep. But they had started opening opening up all those brew those ten barrel brew pubs, mm. you know, along the coast. Right. From Washington, Oregon and down into California. And then, you know, in Colorado they have Breckenridge, obviously. Mm. And then in the Midwest they have Goose, Goose Island. Island in Chicago. Right. <laughs> right, covering that. On our side, out in the east, they, they would have you know Wicked Weed, Blue Point, and Devil's Backbone. Right, with They're, their Vienna Lager, <laughs> Lager, yeah, Vienna Lager, <laughs> idiots. <laughs> <laughs> what kind of beer is this? I don't know. Look at the eight different names on here. <laughs> look at the re- look at the repeating name over and over. 
they're they're covered across the country. Right. Oh, they are well set up. You know, plus they uh, they have Shock Top and they have a couple cider companies and they have that uh, Best Damn Root Beer. Yeah. So they have all of those markets covered as well. Right. Now they're just probably looking to grow it and root root them deeper. Right. Root them deeper. Grow them bigger than local yeah. brands. Right. That that's why everybody in San Diego was pissed off about that ten barrel brew pub coming in trying to horn in yeah right because they're trying to take business away from actual local independent brewers right so i, I maybe it you know, maybe this take back the craft campaign could be set up a little differently yeah i would I, I i would personally want to focus more on like hey don't drink there because it's you know it's the mcdonald's of fucking right. craft beer right <laughs> yeah if you're gonna drink it drink the good stuff yeah yeah i wish them luck I don't see anything coming of it. Wish them luck. Uh, you know, if you pledge to them, you can get some swag. I like I like koozies. I like t-shirts. Which again is part of the visibility campaign. Right. You know, you put right. that on a shirt. Yep. And uh, they're they're also using that brand new independent brewing logo. That label. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. They're using that as kind of a forefront of you know, hey, everybody, look at this. This is what it you know, this is yeah. what an independent brewery yeah. would have. So, yeah, I I like it. I like it as just. Because it's also kind of funny. It, it is kind of funny. I, it's funny. <laughs> hopefully, there's a little bit of tongue and cheek going on. Oh right? yeah, definitely. If you watch the video, it's it's hilarious. All right. Uh, have you ever seen one of the Harry's Razor videos? Mm-mm. Or it may be Dollar Shave Club. One of those two like advertisements. Okay. They're very they're very goofy and surreal. All right. And this, I got is, you. this is kind of along the same line. All right. So yeah. I can dig it. Yeah. But yeah. Good luck. Uh, you know, hey, it would be interesting if yeah. it actually happens. But uh, yeah. If you wanted a quick breakdown, though, of what that means for $213 billion for what that would cost per person. <laughs> okay. Uh, in the U.S., everyone, women, children, old people, they would need uh, $650. Per person. Per person pledged. <laughs> I mean, I'm sure we can start a GoFundMe to go pay into the GoFundMe. <laughs> <laughs> Go for me to go for me, or if you broke it down per per capita per world for the world, it would be like twenty nine bucks a person. I mean, I can do that. I'm sure you can get some people in on that because AB InBev puts out that Stellar Artois piss everywhere. So, <laughs> so if you want Stellar Artois out of your country, <laughs> twenty eight bucks ain't that bad. We have demands. Yeah, <laughs> number one, no more Stella. No more Stella. <laughs> Bud Light, you can stay. But guess what? Stella, hit the bricks. Hit the bricks. Trash. <laughs> so let's come back to this independent brewer, uh, Thirsty Dog out of Akron, Ohio. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. let's take a look. Let's take a talk. Let's take another drink on this. A little chit-chat on the raspberry ale. Clocking in at 7.5 IBUs, 3.9 alcohol by volume. And original gravity of 8.8 degrees Plato. Oh. Yeah. Okay. Ain't that some shit? Hmm. How about that? Yeah. <laughs> uh, I, I enjoy it for what it is. It is not the kind of beer that you're going to wow the crowd with, mm-hmm. but it is also the kind of beer that you can drink multiple of. Yeah. I, I think this, is, this takes one of two routes. Number one, I think this is a good beer in the summertime for... Either a grass cutter or a tailgater. Or this is a good beer to kind of switch things up. If you're drinking heavy, like you're drinking big, big beers. Yeah. You know, bourbon barrel-aged beers and you're looking for something a little bit lighter, grab one of these. Or even if you're just drinking, like, just a lot of Bud Light. 
Yeah. If somebody brings like a 30 rack of PBR or, you know, just like this is good to throw a curve to, to bring it up a little bit. Tell your tongue that you still care. Right. Yeah. yeah. Just to actually taste something right. <laughs> after <Right>. a while. <laughs> yeah. I, yeah. I don't I don't know how many of these in a row I would drink, but this is definitely something if I'm drinking a lot of shitty beer in a tailgate. Bring one of these. And then bring I. Bring two of these. Yeah. If I can find one of these in a cooler, I'd definitely pop it open just to yeah. actually taste something yeah. else for a change. That's <laughs> something that actually tastes good. Yeah. Yeah. It's a uh, yeah. I mean, it's fine enough. I don't. Uh, I'm not super in love with it. I don't think the raspberry flavor comes through the right way. More com- on the nose rather than on the tongue. Yeah, it's way yeah. on the nose, and then yeah. like when it comes through on the tongue, it's just like this weird little peak. Yeah. In in the middle of the tasting experience, like I don't taste it on the front end. I taste it in the middle. It just sort of pops up. Hey, guy, and then it goes right back. Right, away. and then there's like there's a lingering raspberry, yeah. but yeah, mm. I, I I can dig it for what it is. Yeah. 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 It's all right. <laughs> I like it. So with that, what do you say we take a little bit of a break? Mm-hmm. Uh, we take care of some advertisers. Yeah, if we have advertisers yet. Yeah. You have to stay tuned and find out. That's right. <laughs> Ooh. And uh, we'll be right back for segment two. Yes. Nation, we're here on episode 33. We're drinking Thirsty Dog beers. Out of Akron, Ohio. Out of Akron, Ohio. The Rubber City. Sure. They are. Okay. I'm I'm just saying sure. I don't know these folksy... It's not folksy. It's the home of of Goodyear and Firestone. Uh, Whatever. Okay. It's the Rubber City. Okay. Everybody knows that. I thought there was Panama City. No. That's where that's where Henry Ford went to go dig his trench to get his rubber tires in. Or get his rubber trees. No. Yeah, that's all true. Panama City, Florida? Not Panama City, Florida. That's pa- what you just said was Panama City. I said Panama City in Panama. No, Panama City's in Florida. No, no, but I mean, there's no, two. Is. There can be two. Yeah, that's true. Like, there's a Hollywood, Florida, and there's a Hollywood, California. That is true. Well, there's Panama City, Panama. And that's where he dug the trench. To get his white rubber. Did you know that... Rubber is naturally white? Yes, I did know that. And then they have to dye it black for tires? Why do they have to dye it They don't have to, but they do it, because that way it's a hell of a lot easier to keep a clean look to it. Okay. Rather than white rubber. Fair enough. would be a bitch to keep clean. Fair enough. That's all. Okay. Yeah. Well, that was your car facts for the week. I feel better now. (laughs) I feel relaxed I hope you got it out. (laughs) Uh, but yes, we're still drinking Thirsty Dog Brews out of Akron, Ohio, the rubber city, I guess. And the home of the rubber ducks. Oh, all right. <laughs> They're minor league baseball Enough. team. Enough. <laughs> <laughs> Just so you know. I don't care. <laughs> it's not things I need in my head. Yeah, well, guess what? They're in there now. <laughs> uh, but next, we'll be drinking the Irish Setter Red. I wonder what kind of beer that is. It's an Irish-style red ale. All right, good. As it says on the label. (laughs) And it's coming in at uh, 16 IBUs. Good. uh, 5.9 alcohol. Good. And the original gravity is 13.4 Play-Dohs. 
That's a lot of Play-Dohs. Actually, it's really not. <laughs> <laughs> it's not, but it is. We're not. Whoa. She has a lot to say. Uh, so, according to the label, it is a, a medium light body with freshly ground caramel malt flavor and little to no bitterness. That's so good. That's good for you. It is. Good thing Sam's not here. And the combination of American caramel malt and the finest Kent Golding hops. Yeah. East Kent Golding? Just said Kent Golding. All right. He's a good guy. Whoa, whoa, whoa. This one is a little overcarbonated. Rowdy, I would say. Yeah. It's a rowdy dog. Yeah. Sit down, boy. Go get your rubber chew toy. Yes. Well, uh, judging by our initial reactions, this is a a heady beer. It's a very heady beer. Like it, it I don't. I think it's overcarbonated. I think so too. <laughs> yeah. So I'm quite curious as to what's going on here. Yeah. I don't think that's the way it's supposed to come out of the bottle. No, I don't think so either. And I don't pour bad beer ever. So. No, and I didn't <laughs> rattle it around when I when I purchased it. Yeah. So right. I don't. I don't know what's happening there. As a matter of fact, I even used the seat belt. Oh. To strap it in. Nice. From the store to the fridge. Well, you also have to do that or else your car will set off the alarm that the passenger is sitting there. That is also... I know mine does that. Oh, no. I, I even put it in the backseat. Oh. Yeah. Oh, you, tra- you treated it real well. Well, if I'm going to have a dog in there, let alone three dogs, I'm going to put them in the backseat. Fair enough. So it looks like an Irish red. Yes, it is an Irish red ale. It's... It's a heady fella. It's heady. I wouldn't say it's copper. But no. it, it's it's reddish. Yeah, it's deep red and very effervescent. Ooh yeah, very malty on the smell of fire. Smellometer. 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 Yeah, it's definitely malty. Get a little bit of caramel sweetness out of that. Yeah, I like it. I mean, it smells like a, an Irish red. Yeah, it smells mm, almost a little funky to me. Tastes fine to me. Yeah, it tastes yeah it tastes completely fine to me. I don't know. Not uh. It's an Irish red. Yeah. You're not a big Irish red fan. They, yeah. That that is not a style that you can really experiment with too much. Not too much. No. It's pretty standardized. It's a good style. Yeah, I've seen I've seen some imperial reds. Right. And uh, I've some even reds that have had yeah. fruit additions, but and, and hoppy reds. Yeah, this is definitely more in the style of a, a lager. I would consider it. Can't, a, you can't a, fuck around too much. A classic <laughs> style, I yeah. would say this is. Yeah, it's definitely a classic style. It's definitely, if you are a home brewer, this is a style you would start out with. Mm-hmm. Again, much like any kind of American pale ale or anything like that. Right, right. And I have done that, and you mm-hmm. have as well. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Pretty much, I think it's like a, a an easy one-hop IPA is right. everybody's first beer, as well as an Irish red and a brown. Yeah. Those yeah. are the f- pick up pick up yeah. those kids from Northern Brewer. <laughs> right, exactly. Those are the first three you'll come across. Yep. And it's usually I think it's like Cascade Ale or Cascade Hops. I think so. Yeah. Yeah. Something simple. Right. So, why don't we get into a little bit of an educational discussion here? Okie dokie. What do you want to talk about today? <laughs> Let's not talk about that. We just started going off on a little bit of a homebrew rant, so maybe we could talk about some equipment involved in homebrewing. Perhaps, 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 maybe something like a hydrometer. Okay, a hydrometer. Or, it's, or okay, yeah, that, I think that's a good thing. Uh, that's something that we use pretty much every time we brew. <laughs> yeah. Number one, what is a hydrometer? A hydrometer. A hydrometer. Hydrometer. Hey. hey, hey. <laughs> <laughs> it's good times is what it is. It's <laughs> <laughs> the second time in a week somebody's made that joke around me. Well, shit, like, how old are we? <laughs> Way too old. Yeah. Way too old. So um, what a hey... <laughs> say it again. <laughs> a hey is, this is 
one of the key pieces of equipment for brewing beer. And it's kind of funny because it doesn't involve doesn't involve itself in the brewing process whatsoever. No, it really doesn't. And you can you can make a perfectly fine beer without it. Yeah, it's a, yeah, you can make a fine beer without it, but if you want a good beer and you want a good idea of what your booze right. level is in that Correct. beer. <laughs> and and that's exactly what this does is this allows you to measure the alcohol content in your beer. Mhm. Sure so, does. So, what this is is uh, to describe it a little bit, it it kind of looks like one of those old-timey fishing bobbers. Yeah, it does. Yeah, it's one of those long fishing bobbers. Right. Right. Yeah. Where you got the, the little stick bobber, I think they call it. Yeah. Uh, so it is a it is a weighted uh, piece of blown glass. Uh, and it has graduations on it. So what you do is whenever you are done cooling off your wort, you've boiled it, you've done all your additions and everything like that, right before you add the yeast, you pull a little bit off, put it into a graduated cylinder, and then you place your hydrometer in there. And that will give you what is considered your original gravity. So, what is original gravity? Well, I got a question. Does it have to be a graduated cylinder? No. Because ours isn't graduated. It doesn't have any actual markings on it. It's just a cylinder. Well, no, it's got two markings. Oh, does it? The top and the bottom. Uh, well. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, but I mean, all your your readings are going to come off of the actual... uh, the, the hydrometer, hydrometer itself. The, Correct. The baba, Correct. The baba roo. That is the, the boozometer. The boozometer. And I appreciate that correction. Yes. So what you would do is you'll pull a little bit wart of wort into some sort of container, and you'll put the hydrometer in there uh, so that it'll float. And wherever it'll float, it'll give you what is considered your original gravity reading. Now, what is original gravity? That goes back to, and we're going to get it a little sciencey here, but that goes back into specific gravity. Mm-hmm. Now, specific gravity, as everybody knows from their high school, chemistry, biology, physics, I don't remember which class it was in, science class. Sciences. Sciences class. Whatever science bitch class it was in. Science that's where, bitch. <laughs> that's where you learned about the density of liquid. <laughs> that is correct. That is exactly what it is, and that's what this will measure is the density of the liquid. Mm. So, for baseline, water would be measuring one yeah pretty yeah. pretty much water is always going to have that middle of the road yeah density i mean it's going to have middle of the road density middle of the road ph middle of the road everything i mean that it's a pretty good you know jumping off point right so what you would do is it will give you a reading and that reading better be higher than one yeah <laughs> it better be well, higher than one well i mean when you're doing your original gravity and exactly exactly yeah when you're doing your original gravity and you pull your ward out this is when it has all of the, it's rich with all the different proteins and... <laughs> and your sugars. And your yeah, sugars. More importantly, the sugars. Yeah, more importantly, the sugars. That's what's going to thicken it up the most. Right. That's what's going to cause your, you know, wort to be more dense than water. And that's what's going to cause it to float. <laughs> Correct. Correct. And what that'll do is that'll give you a reading that gives you the potential alcohol in your beer, your original gravity. Right. Uh, usual range for one of these is usually 1.04 to 1.10 is a normal range. I've seen higher, I've seen lower, um, but that's a pretty decent operating range to be in for your original gravity. Yeah. Now you'll notice, uh, and there is actually a very good example on the beers that we're drinking tonight on the Thirsty Dog bottles. There are three pieces of information on the label. You have your IBUs which is describes your bitterness, mm-hmm. the ABV, 
how much alcohol is in there. How much boost? How much boost? And the third one is the OG, the original Gravity. OG. Now, this one is not presented in terms of specific gravity. Right. This one is actually presented in terms of degrees Plato. Right. So, degrees Plato is actually measured slightly different. What it is, it is actually measured using a sacrometer. Yeah, I thought a sacrometer measured what was in your sack. Hey, I'm over hey. here now. Hey. hey. Little boy blue. He needed the money. He needed the money. Oh. Okay, then. All right. Little Miss Muffin. <laughs> no, okay. You can Go do on. that all night. I know you can. Go on, Dr. Science. Sorry. <laughs> so with the, the sacrometer, uh, that will actually measure just the sugars. Yeah. In, in, in the wart. Yes. Uh, and one uh, one little bit of information on that, usually Plato, uh, it, that's more of on the original gravity rather than the final gravity. Right, yeah, it's only going to measure the original gravity. That gives you your potential. How much sugars are in there, how much food is available for the yeast to eat during the fermentation process to be converted from sugars to alcohol. Right. Which is part of the reason why we drink these beers. Yes. The taste. The flavor. Yes, it is good because it gets you funny. So the second half of figuring out your ABV is the final gravity. Same process as what you did to get your initial gravity. Yeah, except for it's simply taken after you've let your wort sit and ferment as long as you think it needs to. Right. All your sugars have been converted into alcohol. And and, well, I mean, maybe they have, maybe they haven't. They should You're have assuming been. they have. Yes, yes. <laughs> I am assuming their process. Right. <laughs> They should have been, and based on that assumption, all your sugars are converted to alcohol, which means your specific gravity should go down. Right. Should be down as close to water as you can get. That doesn't always happen. No, it doesn't always happen. Sometimes you can't get it down to one with, you know, like a heavy Belgian yeast mm -hmm. or, you know, I think California yeast. Right. Is pretty and good and actually, some ciders are able to get below one. Yeah. Um, I, I have seen that myself. Kind of neat. So you use your final gravity, and you take your original gravity, and you run it through a quick little calculation. I don't remember what it is exactly, and that'll poop out your ABV. Yeah, that's usually done by a computer. That is correct, yes. <laughs> but yeah, using the numbers you get from your original gravity and the final gravity, and sending it through whatever computer app or <laughs> website much, or, right. or desktop home brewer. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure there's a long way to do it, but I'm out of school, so I don't. <laughs> I don't get paid to do it right now. Yeah. Keyword right now. Right now. So but I'm not going to worry about it. You can do all that, and then it will give you a roundabout area of what your ABV should be. Right. So, top tips. Top tips? Whenever you're using a hydrometer. Yes. So, number one, whenever you're using your hydrometer, make sure you read at the bottom of the meniscus. Duh. Everybody knows that. The bottom of the meniscus in the knee? No. The meniscus <laughs> is whenever you, you have something in a cylinder mm -hmm. and, and you look at it straight away, usually it, there's a bit of a bow, a bit of a bend. Ah. Go to the bottom. Okay. Read at the bottom. Okay, so where it affects the surface tension. Essentially, you want to take the most conservative reading that you can on something like that. Fair enough. Go to the bottom of the meniscus. Sure. Just... just <laughs> Just hit the I believe button. Just say, you're right, Adam. I completely agree with what you're saying. Uh, I will stick with the phrase of take the most conservative reading. There you go. <laughs> That's fine. Second top tip, temperature of the fluid that you're measuring will affect your gravity readings. Yeah, that makes sense. So uh, usually whatever hydrometer that you're using, uh, it'll give you a, a temperature. Hey, you should try to read your 
read your uh, your fluid at this temperature to get the best possible reading or whatever it's calibrated for. Mm-hmm. So just be mindful of that. Uh, there are conversions available out there, again, yeah. on the internet. There's a lot of cool stuff on that there internet. Yeah. Well, uh, so you're, you're saying, you know, it's calibrated for, you know, specific temperatures and everything. Yeah. But say, I mean, I think just as long as you maintain uh, liquid, the, the liquid at the same temperature. You know what I'm saying? Don't take... Don't take it at 70 degrees for your OG and then take it at 55 degrees. Correct. Correct. You want to try to get them as close as possible yeah. as you can. Uh, I believe there are correction factors available. Yeah. So if you do do that, you can still get a, a fair reading. Right. It, ju- it just sounds like something that the, the computer would correct for you. Right. Right. Even if you don't do it at what the hydrometer says to do right. that. There's, so. there, technology is a great thing. That's right. It'll fix up all our mix-ups. <laughs> Most of them. <laughs> Most of them, yeah. Right. So that's all I got on hydrometers, man. No more hot, No more top tips? I only had two. I mean, it's it's, okay, I it's a bobber. I thought things come in threes. <laughs> I don't break it. You I'm will. not going to break it. No, no, that's just, the third tip. Don't break it. Don't break it. You oh. will break it. I've broken it. I've seen other people break it. Yeah, it they're, is breakable. They're a bit fragile. Uh, so don't break them. Hmm. End, yep. end of list. The only thing I got is that there are a whole bunch of hydrometers out there. Example. There's not just these boozometers for the boost. There, There's that. There's the sacrometer. There's the sacrometer that we already talked about. Yeah. It's for your sack. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, there's also a lactometer. Which measures lactose, I believe. And used mm, in the no, dairy no, industry. No. <laughs> no. It just measures the purity of milk. It doesn't measure the lactose in milk. All right, so I was close. Yeah, it measures the purity of milk. Uh, there's also one for antifreeze, and there's one for acid, and there's one for batteries, and there's one for oil. It's called a hydrothermometer. Hydrothermometer? Yeah. Because it, it has a thermometer in the hydrometer. Oh, ho, ho. Uh-huh. Because apparently oil has to be heated to a specific temperature before they check the period. I don't know, man. Makes sense. Yeah. Dr. Science would know. Dr. Science would know. I wouldn't. I'm dumb as hell. Dr. Spachemin. <laughs> <laughs> Dr. Spaceman. <laughs> so if anybody has any particular questions on hydrometers or sacrometers or thermonuclear, watch a hammer hammers, meters. Or Andrew Dice Clay bits. <laughs> <laughs> uh, let us know. Yeah. We're happy to do the research for you. Let our fingers do the walking. Let me Google that for you. <laughs> let me Google that shit for you. <laughs> that's, that's the name of a new segment. Let me Google that shit for you. <laughs> so, while we are patiently waiting by the phones, mm-hmm. what do you say we talk about this beer? Okay. The Thirsty Dog right. Irish Setter Red, an Irish-style red ale. Yes. Out of Akron, Ohio. Home of the Rubber Ducks. Oh, nobody cares. Fifteen people care about that team. Yeah. The moms of the starting lineup. Pretty much. Ugh. Yeah. Ugh. Well, you don't know. Maybe 13 of them are listening to us right now. I hope so. not. <laughs> so thank you, moms. <laughs> this ain't a bad beer. Uh, it isn't. I do like it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's, a, it's very easy drinking. There, I mean, it just it's unremarkable, though. It is. That's the I, only thing I have to say. It's unremarkable. But I, but I think that's more of a, a statement on the style. Yeah, yeah. Rather than no, totally. the beer in and of itself. Yeah, totally. It's a statement on the style. It's really hard to screw up an Irish red. Right. I, I would consider it a classic. <laughs> yeah, it's hard to screw one up, but it's also really hard to make one stand out. Right. 
Yeah, that's it. I mean, it's like loggers. Mm. Loggers are hard to do that to. It's good. But you can screw them up, and you can make them wild. And but... they didn't screw it up. No. It's just a good beer. Yeah. Yeah, I'm digging it. I kind of I kind of like the fact that Thirsty Dog is kind of sticking, sticking to the OG stuff a little bit. I mean, they do have some more experimental. They, they, they do, do wild out a little yeah, bit. they do have experimental stuff mm-hmm. out there. I mean, it's because they've been getting bigger. Yeah. Bigger and bigger. Yeah, I, I like them. Yeah. I'm digging it. So, what do you say? We take another break? Yeah, let's take a break. Uh, we'll come back with segment three. Okay. And another Thirsty Dog beer. Okay. And maybe there's a commercial here. I don't know. We'll be back. <laughs> Bye. It's segment three. Segment three. Segment three. That was three. <laughs> That's at the end of the show. Oh. <laughs> ah, thinking. Wrestling jokes. What's the matter with us? All sorts of things. What are we drinking next? We Adam? are drinking something from Thirsty Dog. Okay. Still with that brewery. We are. We are. Uh, out of Akron, Ohio. Uh-huh. Home of the Akron Zips. What are they, the soccer team? No, that's the college, University of Akron. Uh, the Akron Zips. Because it was the invention of the zipper there? Uh, funny you mentioned that. Uh, oh, they God. were actually named originally the Akron Zippers uh-huh. after a rubber boot company uh-huh. that was based in Akron. Uh-huh. And then in 1950, that got shorted to the Zips. Uh-huh. Do you want to know what their actual mascot is? Nope, sure don't. You're going to hear it anyways. Is it, is it a homeless dude with a boot on his head? Nope. <laughs> no, that's a presidential candidate. It's a kangaroo. Oh, duh. Duh. Because we all know how fast <laughs> kangaroos are. They're zippy. And how related to rubber boot factories. Oh, Jesus Christ, Akron. <laughs> Open the beer. <laughs> what is it? <laughs> it <laughs> home of the zips. Ugh, home of the zips and the rubber ducks. What's the matter with you, small town Ohio? <laughs> now, isn't that like the sixth largest city in Act? That's Ohio? still not big. Okay, all right. <laughs> That's uh, still not big. <laughs> we are drinking uh, one of their staples. Mm-hmm. Uh, the first beer of theirs that I have ever had. Yes. The Old Leg Humper. Ah. The Old Leg Humper is a robust porter. Okay. Uh, so many legs, so little time. <laughs> Tagline for this beer. Uh, this is actually an award-winning beer. Oh. In 2002... It was the gold medal winner in the robust category okay. at the World Beer Cup. Huh, okay. So this has some pedigree to it. All right. Sounds good. Once again, the IBUs, nice and low. It's a porter, 24. The ABV, 5.8. Okay. And the OG, the original gravity, 16.6 degrees Plato. That is the pertinent information that you need. Pertinent. Pertinent. I can be down with that. Crack it open. Okay. Hopefully this one is not as buck wild as the last one. Mm. That one was. Yeah, that one. That was feisty. weird. That was weird. That how overcarbonated that one was. So I don't know what that's all about. Yeah, if Akron being the sixth largest city in Ohio is like 
what coming in third in a spelling bee <laughs> in get, Ohio? <laughs> you get a, a gift certificate to Chili's. Yeah, that's oh boy. Let's go to Applebee's <laughs> again. <laughs> it's Saturday. That's not a, that's not a a big claim that you won. <laughs> the sixth biggest city in Ohio. Well, because you got what Cleveland, Cincinnati, and Columbus. Columbus will all be bigger. Right, and you got Youngstown, Toledo. I think Akron. Dayton, maybe. Maybe, yeah. There's Dayton in there. Maybe Dayton, they're top maybe. ten. Who cares? <laughs> the, sorry. <laughs> the Zips. I'm sorry, Ohio, but who cares? <laughs> Bunch of Flatlanders. Yeah. I mean, I'll say I'll say the same exact thing about Harrisburg. Who cares about Harrisburg? Nobody cares about Harrisburg. Exactly. They do have a Bass Pro Shops though. Yeah, sure. Wow. Whoop de do. Yeah. So they got that going for them. There's a big giant Cabela's in West Virginia, not too far from here. Who gives a shit? <laughs> <laughs> Let's take a look at this beer. <laughs> it looks like a porter. It looks like a porter. It has a nice ruby, uh, I almost said ruby ridge. Oh, but that's, no, no. That's a, that's a completely different podcast. <laughs> <laughs> that's when I get to do my conspiracies. So it is It is not a dark as night porter. No, no, it's not completely dark, but it does have that red hue around the edge. Yes, yes. Um, it is opaque. You can't see through it, really. You, you got to bend the light to get there. <laughs> bend the light? Yes. Uh, I don't have that ability. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm just a, a regular schmuck from Pittsburgh. <laughs> You're not even from Pittsburgh. I know. <laughs> <laughs> you you grew up folksy in Oil City where you're impressed with things like Akron. <laughs> they got a Taco Bell? They got a Taco Bell and a Ponderosa? <laughs> Man. Lucky. I never want to leave. <laughs> Lucky. <laughs> I'm so close to Canton, I can go visit the Football <laughs> Hall of Fame anytime. It's right there. It's right there. Geauga Lake is like 45 <laughs> minutes away. R.I.P. Geauga Lake. Yeah. That was a good time. That was a good park. I like that place. Yeah. Let's get back to this beer. Back to the beer. Back Let's to the beer. drown our sorrows of Geauga Lake in this happy beer, the old leg humper. Little effervescent, not too big. Not much on the nose. I'm not catching too much. I'm ca- I'm catching some roasted barley on the nose. Yeah, I guess it's yeah. there a little bit. Yeah, I'm it does. I, I guess I was kind of expecting something a little more, like a big pop. A big pop. Yeah. Kind of like what they had with the raspberry. Yeah, yeah. So far, yeah, the raspberry was pretty big, and then the uh, the the red, the was, Irish that was pretty center. malty. Yeah, this one did not not too so much, on but I'm scale. getting I'm getting some roasty toasty notes. Yeah, yeah. Let's get in. No, I like that too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is a good porter. Yeah, I, I would say so far all three of these beers are, well, well, the, these two, the last two, <laughs> this is the setter and the porter. They're they're good examples of classic styles. Yes, yes. Yeah, I would I would use these as measuring sticks. Yeah, yeah. The measuring sticks or even gateways into mm-hmm. into the style. Right. I mean, like they're they're both even drinkers. They're both again. I will say they're unremarkable. But that is not a complaint on these. No, no, that that means that they kind of got the style correct, right? And they didn't do silliness. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> they didn't have silliness and hullabaloo. They yeah, they stuck with just making a good beer. Right, and that is commendable. Right. So, do you want to try to make a bad beer now? <laughs> yes. All uh, right. Well, another thing. This this episode has been a lot of uh, revisiting. It has. Yeah, we're revisiting Thirsty Dog for me. We're going back to featuring a brewery. Right. Uh, we went back to do a little home brewing talkabouts. So, you know what it's time for. A beerified segment we because we haven't done that in a while. In quite some time. <laughs> yeah. It's time to beerify it. Yeah. So, what would you like to beerify, Adam? Well, it is mid-October. 
Yes. Which means it is beginning of one of the best sports seasons in all of the land. Basketball! No! Oh, yeah, that's right. <laughs> no. Although, did you see that dude break his ankle? <laughs> Holy shit, yeah. Oy. Yeah. Yeah. So, did you know that Akron has a... NBA oh, my God, game? Akron facts! <laughs> I was just trying to talk about that Boston Celtic that broke his legs and you went back to Akron facts. Oh, How is this? yeah. They got a D-League team. Uh-huh. What's the name of their D-League team? I don't remember. Oh, come on! <laughs> <laughs> I doubt... Son of a bitch. <laughs> give me give me two other minor ass teams I could give a shit about, but you can't give me the third one. Correct. Yeah, you blue balling me on this. It's gross. <sighs> I don't know, it's something to do with a sword or a scabbard. Cool. It's good for them. Alright, so no more about D League basketball. No more about basketball at all. Let's that's get, a joke. Let's We're, get to a real sport. That's a kid, that's a make 'em up, that's a ha ha. We don't give a shit about basketball in this. Let's get into a real sport. Hockey. 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 We need to beer fire a hockey beer. Yeah, let's make ourselves a hockey beer. Yes. Now, I think we need to set some some guidelines here. Okay. Uh, we can only have one Russian ingredient. Okay. We can only have one Canadian ingredient. That's a lie. We can have like eight Canadian ingredients. Yeah, we can have, we can have half in Canadian ingredients. It's going to be half Canadian anyway. Right. A couple American ingredients, and then like one... Strange like, Eastern Bloc, yeah. <laughs> former USSR, yeah, like Belarus or something like that. Belarus, or maybe, or, or or we could go Scandinavian ingredient if we that can think something. That is true. Yeah, we we could Those finish are, it off. Yeah, they're getting pretty big for the goalies. Ugh, yes. ugh, God damn you, God yes. damn you. Yes, <sighs> I set you up. Yeah, we could have some Scandinavian ingredients just to sweeten the pot. Fuck you back. Fired right back. <laughs> Fuck you back. <laughs> so, what style of beer should we go with? See, now that's probably the hardest question. Because there's two ways that I can go with this. Okay, go ahead. Number one, uh, a big, robust beer. Mm -hmm. Perhaps a robust porter, similar to the old Leg Humper. Okay. Uh, big, A big, burly beer. You know, a strong beer like you would have with a normal hockey player. Right. Or you go with a nice, lighter beer. Uh That'll fuel all the good hockey fights, mm. where you can drink like eighteen of them. Mm. See, I kind of want to go bigger, just to fuel hockey fights. Okay. You, you need to get them in quick. You got to remember these hockey players; they have a lot better metabolism that than we do. That is true. That is true. They're gonna burn through this stuff. You know, you need to get some rocket fuel in them. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So we're gonna have to go big, big booze. Right. We have to go big booze, but I would actually like to stay away from a darker beer. So you're saying like a white porter? Uh, yeah, like a white porter or like a Belgian strong mm. ale. I like the idea of a Belgian. Yeah, like I'm, I'm thinking in the strong ale. Like I know you haven't had it, uh, but the Ducaw Colossus. Yes. I guess the, I guess the equivalent to that would be the Trogues Mad Elf. That is a dangerous beer. Yeah, that's a fantastic. Exactly. Beer, but that is a dangerous beer. Exactly. You can get that in a bunch of hockey players. <laughs> yeah. I've seen it. Yeah. So yeah, you, Mad Elf and then the Colossus is is pretty comparable, but it's actually bigger. <laughs> I, I think that's a good way to go. Let's go with a Belgian, like say like say a Belgian triple. Yeah, like a Belgian triple. Uh, 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 uh no, no, a Belgian hat trick. Ah, oh yeah. Are there any good? Who's a good Belgian? There's no good Belgian hockey players I can think. I can't of. think of any. I can't think of any off the top of my head. Somebody correct us later. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I I don't know who. Yeah. So okay, so we'll call it the hat. I mean, the it's hat trick. The hat trick's a pretty good start. Yeah, it's the Belgian hat trick. Belgian hat trick. So I think 
I think it needs some of those other ingredients that we mentioned. Right. Uh, and I'm thinking right off the bat, one of the Canadian ones I want to introduce. I think I know where you're going with this. Maybe, but maple syrup. That's exactly where I thought yeah, you were yeah. going with this. I mean, yeah, yeah, that's yeah. a classic. Yeah, it's that's... either that or ground up beavers, and it's a lot easier <laughs> to get maple syrup. <laughs> Did you know <laughs> that castor oil that comes out of the asses of beavers <laughs> is actually used in uh, producing different flavors like raspberry and vanilla? I did not know that. Yeah, so we could actually go that route. <laughs> so here's what but... I'm hearing. If we wanted to do that, we mm-hmm. could use raspberries. Right. And then we could soak them in the Russian vodka. Yeah. I mean, I, I kind of just want to stick with maple, though. All right. I was just throwing that out there as a thing. Okay. I don't think actual raspberries are... That's not Canadian. I don't... It's really not. <laughs> yeah. I'm just saying if you want to get in the beaver tail, that's... That's can, how you do it. You can get things from it. <laughs> you can get things from it. So, maple syrup. Maple syrup to represent Canada. Yeah. Um, what would we represent Scandinavia with? That's the hard one. That's the one I'm going to have to think about. Right. It just might have to be snow. <laughs> we could do that. Or something good and generic. Because the only thing I can think of up that way is lutefisk. And I ain't putting that in a beer. Yeah. That, yeah. I can only think lutefisk, black metal, snow, and alcoholism. <laughs> <laughs> That's and, about it. And atheism. I don't know how to... We can't put any of that in a beer. Right. Alcoholism is the only thing related. <laughs> that just is the beer. That just comes from drinking it. Maybe the recommendation is you have six. <laughs> so what do we do for the Russian side of things? Swedish meatballs would be the other. I don't think that goes well no, either. No, which kind of goes with Swedish fish. Yeah. And I don't want to put that in there. Uh-uh. Although we could use that as sort of a garnish. Hmm. So, sort of, like, sort of like bumbleberry, where yeah. they throw in the blueberries, you could throw in a Swedish fish in there. Could do that, could do that. What exactly is that flavor? It's not a, you know, it's not a red licorice. It's, it's just Swedish fish. Right. That's all it is, the Swedish fish. Yeah. Hmm. Okay, so we can't, I don't know, maybe we can boil that down into a concentrate or something? Maybe. Maybe. That's a good idea. You melt that down, you add it into the boil. Right. Yeah. We'll put a pin on that. Because, I mean, I mean, that's just going to add to the sugars. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So Make it okay, so bigger maybe, and boozier. Yeah, so maybe maple syrup and and uh, Swedish fish. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I like that. All right. So for the Ruskies. The Ruskies. That, again, they just have such terrible cuisine. They really do. <laughs> and <Yeah>. alcoholism. <laughs> they really do. So that goes back to the vodka. I think if we were able to soak something in that, yeah. perhaps if we... I mean, if we're just going to go completely bonkers on this, Mm -hmm. uh, perhaps we could try to simulate a barrel-aged Belgian. Okay. And we can soak the wood chips in the vodka. That's not going to do anything. (laughs) I don't know what you're trying to get at there. (laughs) Trying to get Russia in here somehow. The way, except for it wouldn't be Russian vodka, is Pinnacle does make that Swedish fish. They do? I feel that's so, cheating. Well, I know it's cheating because it's also... Isn't Pinnacle French? Is it? I believe so. I don't know. I I drank Pinnacle for about two years. I still drink it. I don't give a shit. <laughs> that's my basic bitch weakness. <laughs> <laughs> it's cake frosting. It's delicious. Hell yeah. Dude, whipped cream, that goes in everything. Does it really? Oh, yeah. Oh, all right. There's not, a, there's not a single thing whipped cream vodka doesn't mix with. I 
feel that there's an adventure in there that we could try to find something. Like <laughs> mashed potatoes. That's gonna, that's gonna wind up being a page. Well, yeah. Come on, you gotta be within reason. I mean drinks. I mean drinks. You can't oh, okay. Just... Well, now you're narrowing the field here. Yeah, well, I, I meant drinks as a mixer. I didn't mean, oh, yeah, it goes well with, you know, sticking shit up your butt. That, that's not what I meant. <laughs> <laughs> I meant it mixes with any other drink. Hmm. There's gotta be something. No, I got wrecked on chocolate milk, so it's... Lemon juice. Yeah, no, it probably works. Oof. It probably works because the lemon juice dilutes. They kind of get whip- into like a, a meringue kind of thing. Yeah, and the whipped cream will bring it up, bring hmm. up the sweetness. I think we're losing track here. I think we need to get back I, on I track. Mean, I'm, I just, well, I mean, we, you got to let the brain muscles work a little that bit. That is you true. Know? I, that is true. Russia, 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 Russia. See, see, this is what happens when you cut conversation off. Then you just start chanting Russia into the <laughs> microphone. Well, it made me feel good. <laughs> Uh, yeah, again, they're just they're just a bunch of cold, godless savages. So it's really, really hard. I have no idea what to do. Yeah, I mean, I like the idea of using vodka for something to right. create. An- Although that's a little basic. That's a little on yeah. the nose. It's basic. It's on the nose. But I mean, what, what else? What else you gonna use? Yeah. Yeah. What else is there? Uh... Um, I, you know, you make an extract something. So let's let's go to. Maybe the American side, or yeah. Let, let's explore, explore other avenues. Sure. What kind of hops are we gonna use in this? I got three hops in mind. One you're not gonna like. Okay. The Fuggle. Yeah, that has no business. In I this. know. It's gone. But I like it. But I like it. <laughs> you the, can like it all you want. It has no business here. <laughs> the other two, the Liberty Hop. Yeah. Okay. And the Centennial. All right. I, I think those would represent America quite well. Those are fine representatives. Yeah. I think just maybe as long as they're used in a little bit of moderation, we can't... Uh, you don't want to overhop a Belgian. No, no. It would definitely be on the lighter side of application. Yeah. Yeah. I yeah, completely so agree with that. That's that's fine. All right. So we've got the hops. There is at least one other country that we have to represent here. Okay. And it's a country you're not going to expect. Probably not. Because this is the first time that they are officially represented in the NHL. Okay. Australia. Okay. So they're represented, finally. Yes. What do you want to add? Well, here's the thing. I don't necessarily want to add it to the beer. Okay. Because you're not going to like it. It's something that represents Australia very well. But I don't think it belongs in the beer. Oh, God. Yeah. Yeah. I think we got to add Vegemite. No, we don't. Well, we're going to. <laughs> we're going to. So I think that's something we can add off to the side. I I, I will... Ugh, God, that stuff is so disgusting. I don't think you're, you ate it right. No, I ate... Yeah, I didn't eat it right because I actually ate it. <laughs> the correct way to eat Vegemite is to open up the can and then throw the can in the trash. <laughs> I've never had it that way. <laughs> You've never had it, period, have you? That's right. Uh, well, then you would know it's terrible. So I got a pretty good streak going. Ugh. Ugh, God. All right, here's the con- here's the conceit I will make to this. Concession. Whatever. Okay. It can go on... It can go on the rim the All same right. way cinnamon sugar goes on the rim for pumpkin. So it's an option. You can ask for it or ask to not have it. Yeah, and most people will say no. I'm fine with that. <laughs> that means I don't have to put much into the Vegemite budget. Yeah, I, I'm pretty sure most people aren't going to, like, walk into the bar and say, Oi, Crikey, can you give me some of that Vegemite around my beer now? Around that hair trick? Oi, yeah? Can you? Well, see, they... Oi, call, mate! They, no, they call you another name, but I don't think we can say that on this American podcast. No, we totally can. It's just 
it's frowned upon. You guys never unleash me. That is I'm correct. never allowed to say the fun that, words that I want. That is correct. That's why I got to listen to other podcasts like <laughs> who invited this guy. They get to say all the words I can't. <laughs> right, right. Well, maybe we could set you up with your own podcast where you can just say all the bad words. Well, like, I already do a podcast by myself, but I don't have any microphones. For like 12 minutes straight, you just, just spew cuss. Well, it's not even 12 minutes. It's just an hour and a half of me sitting in a dark room screaming about conspiracy theories. <laughs> but there's no microphone. I know. It's a, it's a podcast for one. That's kind of sad, man. It's got more sponsorship than this, though. It's oh. crazy. It's crazy. <laughs> so I think there is a good way to tie everybody together. Okay. All the countries that are represented, because we hit some of the big ones. Yes. But there are others that are not necessarily represented here. Right. One of the key ingredients to beer, the lifeblood, the mm-hmm. water. Yes, the water. I, I think one way we can represent everybody is every country that is represented, that has a hockey program, that is a has a player in the NHL, something okay. like that, we can take some of their ice. Okay, take some of their ice. Some yes. of their native ice, or in Australia, we'll just take their water. That's okay. <laughs> yeah, because otherwise they're just digging it out of the freezer and chipping it off their hungry man dinners. Right, right. Or whatever they're called down there. So so we can... They're tasty bongos or whatever. Yeah, or whatever the hell. <laughs> Go to the Maccas or whatever. <laughs> Go to the Maccas, I guess. <laughs> we, can, we can take some of their water, pull the sharks out, and we can ship it up here. I had me some Hungry Jacks. <laughs> Rodeo King, that's some shit, yo. The, the Rodeo King? Yeah. What is in the Rodeo King? It's like a double cheeseburger with barbecue sauce and onion rings on it. Oof. Get that at Hungry Jack's? Oof. Yeah. Much Oof. better than the Maccas. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, isn't that just a ripoff of Burger King? What, Hungry Jack's? Yeah. No, it is Burger King. Oh, there you go. Yeah. All right. It is Burger King. <laughs> ah, all right. <laughs> so, everybody gives us some water. Yeah. From their representative country. Ice. Ice or water. We add it into the boil. Okay. It's part of our water. Okay. That's all there is to it. Hmm. All right. I think that's how we can tie everybody together. Yeah. In our our Belgian hat trick. That'll bring everybody together. Yeah. Hmm. All right. Yeah. I'm down with that. I can agree with this. Except for the Vegemite. But I can agree with everything else. Okay. Awesome. (laughs) Awesome. So let's get back to a beer that is an actual representation of a style. An actual representation? Yes. <laughs> yes. Because it's an actual beer because we're actually drinking we're it. we're actually <laughs> drinking it from Thirsty Dog, the old leg humper. Actually. <laughs> I'm going to push my glasses up and explain <laughs> to you why this is not a representation of the style. <laughs> <laughs> so, the old leg humper, a robust porter from Flying Dog. Mm-hmm. It is beer. robust. It is robust. And it is a porter. It's a good beer. Yeah, it's a pretty good beer. Uh, like I said at the top of the segment, I find it to be pretty unremarkable, but it's a good representation of just a classic style of beer. Right, and I think the, the unremarkableness of it is, again, a, a mark of the style, not necessarily the brewery. I was going to bite your face if you said it, the unremarkableness is the remarkable part about it. <laughs> <laughs> That's, that would just make... I'll kill you where you stand. <laughs> that would completely devoid the sentence of any meaning. Whatsoever. I know. I, that's why I was going to get mad if you said it. <laughs> I will not be saying it. Yeah, it just is a good representation from the brewery. Yeah. And I think it, it, anybody who's willing to drink this or the Irish uh, Setter Red it would be satisfied. I think they would be pleased. Satisfied. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Please. So I, I think it is time to put these on the pedestal. Uh huh. Our gold, our silver, silver, our bronze. 
Yeah. For me, I'll go first. Okay, that's nope. the kind of person I am. Okay, nope. In the bronze category, I would put the raspberry ale. Yeah. Uh, I enjoyed it, but as we said earlier, uh, I feel that this is a beer that would be uh, best utilized as a switch up or to be able to pull yourself out of the doldrums of big beer. Mm-hmm. And, and I think that's where it would be best represented. Freshen up. Yeah, it's a yeah. fresh up beer. Yeah. The silver position goes to the Irish Setter Red. I like that beer. It's a good beer. There's nothing wrong with it, but there's nothing remarkable about it. Mm-hmm. It's a good beer. I would drink it again, and I would have zero problem having it in my fridge. However, with all that being said, the old leg humper, I think, takes the gold medal position here. It, it is the best of the three here. If I had all three sitting in front of me, which I did. Right. <laughs> this is the one I, w- I would grab. Apparently, the World Beer Cup agreed with me 15 years ago. Okay, yeah. So, <laughs> so Steve, what is your gold, your silver, your bronze? Yeah, I would actually just agree with you. Okay, uh, then. Yeah, I'm not going to drag it out too much. Uh, the raspberry ale, it's it's fine, but like you said, it doesn't have a whole lot of raspberry flavor in it. And because it's lacking in the other places that are beer, right? you know, like it's low ABV, it seems to have a low grain bill, it seems to have, you know, it's low hops as well. Very that, light. Yeah, it's very around. light, and it's very light on all that other stuff. So when you don't find the raspberry flavor, you're not going to find much else either. Right. <laughs> uh, the Irish Shutter Red, again, it's a fine beer. Mm. It's good representation of the style, but I think just because I'm style biased, yeah, I like porters more. That's all. Fair enough. I think I, you just find a little bit, I, I like more roasty uh Roasty malt flavors, and that's what you find in the porter. Makes sense to me. Yeah. Awesome. That's all. So I think it is time for us to do our plugs, our social meteors. Social meteors plugs. And that uh, that's your arena. All so. the internetsons. Yes, on the tubes. On the tubes and the internets. We are on YouTube, actually. We are? Yeah. Oh, what is it's that? Not, it's not worth uh, It's just a thing you can turn on on Podbean. <laughs> <laughs> oh, all right. Yeah, so, I mean, there are episodes up on YouTube, but I don't give, I don't pay any attention Nor to it. Nor do I, just, it, as noted by me not knowing we were even on there. Exactly. Yeah, I mean, if somebody finds it, you can find it. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's only, like, from episode 28 on. Oh, all right. Yeah. <laughs> it was just like a switch. I play, <laughs> play with this now. Yeah. I was like, oh, why not? Somebody might discover us that way. <laughs> But if you want to discover us the standard way and subscribe to things we actually pay attention to, <laughs> you can search Hop Nation USA for on all the social media uh, regulars like Instagram and Facebook and Twitter, and you can find us on there. And if you want to listen to brand new episodes of the Hop Nation USA podcast every Friday like you should, then just search Hop Nation USA on iTunes, Google Music Play, and Stitcher and Podbean and you can find us all on there and if you're on iTunes please leave us a review and give us five stars because that helps us get bigger and get more beers and do more reviews and do more jerk around stuff and make you laugh which is a good thing right and don't forget to check out our brand new website hopnationusa.com and don't forget to email us your craft beer questions or show questions or any other questions that you want answered. Let us Google that shit for you <laughs> at hopnationusa at gmail.com. Right on. And that's all I got from that. Thanks for joining me tonight, Adam. I think we had a good time. I think so as well. I don't think it'll, I think it'll be a couple more years before I drink Thirsty Dog again. <laughs> but, <laughs> but now you know. Yeah, I mean, they're fine. They're perfectly fine beers. Right. 
I just think I like other things more. Okay, that's all right. <laughs> and that's all right. Good night. Thank you.